This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 400 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show by Horselovers.com. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are, of course, our title sponsor, Horselovers.com, Uncle Jimmy's. We talked to Uncle Jimmy the other day, and Clarion Lexington. The entertaining Vegas girl Rachel Rosenthal is listener of the week, equestrian fashion blogger Martina Boccia, and Auditor Rosie reviews the Georgia Horseback Hands-On Glove. Listen in. State ascoltando Stable Scoop Radio Show. Welcome to the Stable Scoop with weekly shows delivered right to you With Helena and Glenn the Geek Live from the stable, it's every week They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water While using their tails as their own fly swatters So sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable School Stable scoop. Stable scoop. This is Glenda Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to that Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, or should I say <laughs> what's left of it? <laughs> we're contributing to the blooper reel today. That's our oh, job today. My God. It, this is. <laughs> I, there isn't even a word for the kind of chaos that's going on on each on the other end of each microphone today. <laughs> we're, we're a mess. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's 400, episode number 400. I know. You're like, okay, read the opener. And I wasn't, for some reason, I didn't realize that we were at episode 400, and that number really struck me. I, it kind of got me tongue-tied, and I think that that started this whole hot mess of an opening. <laughs> Well, you know, we're coming up, uh, let's see, August the 8th, so in a couple of months, we will be entering year number nine. We started in oh. 2008, so we're finishing up year number eight and entering year number nine. Uh, I love it. Yeah, so that's coming up. Who would have thought we'd been gone this long? So thank you, everybody who's been listening from day one. We really appreciate you being here and, and suffering through 400 episodes with us. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? It seems to be that everybody's enjoying the new year of the listener and this year. And it's kind of cool. Our numbers are way up and you're enjoying hearing about other listeners. And we're not going to disappoint you today. Uh, I think you'll enjoy hearing about, I think, our only listener in Las Vegas that we know about. <laughs> and that's Rachel, who will be with us uh, today. So that's a lot of fun. But first, we're going to hear from a blogger out of Italy. Uh, she does a fashion blog, and she's very Italian and lovely to listen to. Uh, and we hope that you enjoy. This is Martina. Okay, say her name again, Helena. You're the Italian. Baccia. 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 Can you say the name of her website? Taki a cavallo. Wow. Very good. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Martina. And we will get to Martina, but first I want to remind you that the coupon code for 10% off your next order at horselovers.com is still in effect through April. Use the coupon code HRN at checkout to get 10% off your next order at horselovers.com. 
That includes all the cool stuff on the website, like the deal of the day with up to 70% off of really cool products and their complete lines of products for you, your horse, and your barn. English, Western, and everything in between, Horselovers.com is the largest online tax store in the country. Plus, they have a huge end-of-season sale going on right now on horse blankets. This winter was rough on blankets. Get yours for next year now while they are on sale. What are you waiting for? Go to horselovers.com today and use coupon code HRN at checkout. Horselovers.com. Welcome, Martina, to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. I'm like a little starstruck. We have a real Italian fashionista on the show. Like you're the real deal. So welcome to Stable Scoop. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for inviting me. Now, I clearly you are a fashion expert. You're a blogger. You are also an equestrian yourself. Tell us about your horse background and what kind of riding you do. I'm a show jumper and horse lover, and I grown up with horses. I live in in a farm in uh, in Italy in Rome. I ride horses since I was a child, since my childhood, and I love them. Two years ago, I started blogging to indulge in my passions, horses and fashion. And I thought was uh, original to mix the two of them. I'm happy that my followers appreciate. So I'm an enthusiast of both horses and fashion. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I think breeches are fashionable. Uh, it's better when they're clean. <laughs> and clearly the rest of the world has caught on to the trend of uh, equestrian outfitting. Uh, you know, for civilians, for people who are not horse riders. How, what do you feel? What do you think about breeches as part of streetwear these days? Yeah, you mean uh, the breeches on the street? Yes. Were breeches um, more comfortable, uh, more uh, fashionable uh, riding and not the vice versa? I mean, uh, wearing breeches on the streets. Uh, it is. It happened. People wear breeches on the streets, but I mean, in Italy, it's not very. It's not. Doesn't happen very often. Oh, it doesn't uh, happen very often. Okay, so that that seems to be an American trend. I wasn't sure if it was happening over on your side of the Atlantic or if it's just exploding over here. And of course, those of us who wear breeches all the time, we, oh, really? we say, "Oh, yes, of course they look great." So, if you could describe your own personal style and that which you like to present on your blog, how would you describe your style? It is for sure comfortable because to be yourself, you have to be comfortable. And I pay a lot of attention to quality because as a question, we care a lot. And then for sure, we transfer these attentions for details and uh, the quality of what we wear or what we eat uh, in our life. So we extend it in our family and in our lifestyle. It becomes a lifestyle. For me, uh, it starts from this. And then as Italian, it it, if it is fashion, it's better. I love designing uh, clothes or accessories, and I pay a lot of attention when uh, brands use horses or equestrian stuff in their items. And I really care in how the detail 
especially horses, uh, has to be well detailed, the, the colors they use, the shades. Uh, I love playing with the shades, with the colors, and I love to make the items that I wear, and I prefer when they are equestrian inspired. My favorite uh, accessories is um, is the scarf. So do you include anything on your blog about fashion for men? Because I have to be honest, I have none, Martina. So uh, <laughs> I have no style. Well, in, at the moment, it's more oriented on women because I'm a woman. Uh, myself, but I hope to to attract men as well because there are a lot of things that men can wear that have that are inspired from the equestrian world. It means everything. I mean, not only not only core stuff or equestrian stuff, but also uh, comfortable items. It, I mean, it's a lifestyle, right? For men, I love ties. I can suggest really nice tie. There are lots of brands that are inspired from the equestrian world. They put horses on it. You can vary with the, the fabrics that it is used from silk, for instance, or cotton. Italians love to you wear. Know, you know what, Mart no. Martina? Something that's uh, happening over here in fashion with men is they're actually going. I don't know if Helena's actually seen this, but we'll see it a lot next week at our, our at Rolex at our big three day event. Is the eventers are starting to wear button down shirts with their jeans or dress pants, but or, or uh, khaki pants, but they're wearing button down shirts with a tie with the tie tucked in tucked into the shirt uh, like the third wow. or fourth buttonhole down because you don't want to get caught when you're working with the horses right but it's really a good look it really looks good i might even wear one at rolex next week no i don't like it i'm looking at some Im images of it right now i can't do it yeah I can't. that's becoming oh my God. a thing now with horse husbands uh, is the tie tucked like in <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal. I'm gonna have to do something about. I can't. It's my eye. I'm going blind. It's just not right. I I prefer in gentlemen a real old school classic, you know, Paul Newman 1960s kind of look. <laughs> which I don't know. I think first of all, when I think of Italian fashion style and apparel, I think I don't know straight lines, like Martina said, very high quality, rich fabrics. Um, you know, sturdy, just well-constructed. There's something about tucking the tie into the shirt that looks incomplete. It looks half done. I don't know. I mean, I get that it's functional. And trust me, being a horse person, functionality well, comes first. the other thing is first, you can have stains all over your tie and nobody sees them. I'd rather have stains than have it tucked in. <laughs> Honest to God. I don't know why. I'm weird, though. I'm weird. Well, you know, it's cool when you can play with your stuff with the skirt, your shirt, or uh, your tie. So it's it's nice that also men start to to play with with that. It's it's nice. Equestrian events are perfect uh, to to try also different kind different styles. And also this period, it's pretty much inspired from you know the seventies. So it's cool that they also men play with that. 
you know, you do make a good point going to equestrian events, horse shows, races, things like that. It is a good time to experiment with your style and maybe add a little, uh, um, an accessory or a touch or a change that you wouldn't normally try. You know, you can step outside of your comfort zone style wise, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, I like to play, you know, especially with in the fox hunting world, I like to play with different color tweeds and stock ties. And I'm always kind of pushing the envelope when it comes to what I should be wearing out in the hunt field, just because I don't know, there's something about being at an equestrian event that makes you feel comfortable and step. I mean, we're all out there stepping outside of our comfort zone. Anyway, we're riding these horses. So we might as well extend that confidence to our, our clothing choices. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. The, the driver always has to be the, the fun. You have to be comfortable with yourself and you have to enjoy what you do. If this has to be the driver to help you express yourself. And yes, equestrian events are usually are outdoor. So you can try with your glasses or you can also exaggerate sometimes with the, the way you you experiment different things together like shorts with shirts or even a tie or no tie at all or a tie very color very colorful or I your hats i can't tell you the last time i wore a tie to be honest with you guys uh, it's been a long time so it's, been, it's not something that uh, we wear all the time over here well, it's uh, we'll put a link to the your blog on our show notes page and also on our Facebook page. Uh, say the name of the blog again for everybody because I like hearing you say it in Italian. Is Tacchi a Cavallo. Tacchi a Cavallo. Tacchi a Cavallo. Ride your life mm-hmm. with a slice of glamour is the tagline. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love, the award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls, Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball, the incredible Licky Thing, also in sugar-free, the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors. Apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. And now for our listener of the week, out of Las Vegas, Auditor Rachel Rosenthal. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop Listener of the Week. 
Well, I am very excited today for this year of the listener interview because I've actually talked to this auditor before. Her name is Rachel Rosenthal, and she is out of Las Vegas. And I think she might be our only listener in Las Vegas. I'm not sure. But uh, hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi. Yeah, we're we're small but mighty out here. I am a proud uh, Las Vegas contingent auditor. Well, well so. you know, when Jennifer and I visited Las Vegas, we spent almost well, 10 days there. Which was way too long in Las Vegas, oh, wow. by the way. <laughs> that is that is way too long. And we looked for horses, and we found one farm. There cannot be a lot of horses in Las Vegas. There are a surprising amount of horses. Um, they're sort of scattered into two areas. There's one area way up north of the city, and then the area that we're in, which is right south of the Strip. Like, if I walked out of the barn right now, because I'm sitting in the tack room... I can see the strip from, really? like, if I could kind of look over the trees. And I can see wow. the South Point from here, too. And there's a hotel right across the way. And this is one of the horsey areas. So well, they're here. It's just, yeah. It is Nevada. I mean, you know, I think sometimes I forget that Las Vegas is in a state. <laughs> and that state <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. See, we have, to, we have to stop you. It's in uh. Nevada. See. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Geez, Sorry. Helena. Nevada. I love it when I get the inside scoop on how to really pronounce something like Missouri and Cincinnati. It's, it's <laughs> when, Nevada. And Louisville. Uh, Louisville. When, Louisville. I was in, when I was in college, we did a production of Crazy for You, which takes place in Nevada. But I remember the director drawing a very distinct distinction between if you're not from Nevada, it's from Nevada. But if you live here, it's, it's Nevada or if you're from Southern California. And I thought that was kind of, kind of odd. That was back in Ohio. And then I moved here and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's true. Well, that was my next question is, are you born and raised? Because I, I noted a certain little accent. So (laughs) no, I, uh... where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in Delaware, but I grew up outside of um, Pittsburgh. But there it is. My... Yeah, there it is. Definitely Western <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. I was like either South Jersey, Delaware, Northern Pennsylvania, something. Yeah. Okay. And my family was from Buffalo. A lot of them. So yeah, it's okay. a. It's so a, you went the exact mixture. opposite. You went from the most snowy place in the country to the hottest place in the country. That was what? intentional. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because... that was absolutely intentional. <laughs> oh my God, I need uh, to get to Nevada because clearly I know nothing about it. You said the hottest place in the oh, country, it is. and I'm thinking, oh, oh Las what? Vegas is freaking hot. In it's the, the desert, of yeah. course. Yeah, it is hot. <laughs> well, in case you didn't I, I know, think... Rachel, I, I, when I'm not uh-huh. living on my farm, apparently I live under a rock. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than welcome to come visit. It'll that okay. would be fun. All right. See, See, I, I recommend doing it during a big horse show because we do have some very big horse shows well, now, here. You, you but, mentioned uh, South Point, which is the place where all the mm-hmm. horse shows happen in Las Vegas, and you're so close. Do you get to a lot of them? Well, that's where all the big shows take place, like the big fancy shows. Right. Like the um, next, ne- like last week, we had the Arabian World Cup where they flew in Arabians from like Qatar and Saudi Arabia to compete. Next week is the AQHA Novice West Championship, so that's a huge show. They have um, a big A-rated hunter-jumper show here 
coming up pretty soon too that Blenheim runs. Um, it was an FBI World Cup qualifier, the one they hold in the fall. Like there's some big shows, but we tend to show the smaller local shows or at a Horseman's Park, which is a very nice fairgrounds kind of on the other on the other side of town. But I do get to go spectate a lot. It's I could it, it's less than a mile from where I stable. So. Very and it's cool. just such a nice place. You walk in, and the important part is there's a steak and shake in there. So you walk <laughs> in, and you get your steak and your chocolate shake, and then you walk through the casino into the horse arena, and you just sit there with your shake and watch really fancy, nice horses showing. It's it's awesome. <laughs> now you let's let's uh, back up a little bit. When did you start riding? Um, I was born into it. Um, my family uh, a long line of racehorse trainers and my mother and father actually met at the now sadly closed brandywine raceway in wilmington um so the story goes and i have no idea if this is actually true or not but the story goes that my father's family was waiting at home to meet me on the way home from the hospital and they weren't sure what happened to me well it turned out that my parents decided to stop at the track and feed on the way home from the barn or you the are a horse with girl me, so. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i uh there's there's some pictures of me as a newborn with one of the racehorses um yeah so feeding that's at, like whatever they just stop well the horses needed fed <laughs> well they, they did and they were like well it's on the way we'll just feed and then we'll go to the party it'll be fine <laughs> so, did you uh, his last word <laughs> yeah did, right. did you uh, grow up then showing or doing any, any, any showing with horses or pony club or anything? Um, I did. I, I started with, you know, with the racehorses. I mean, I can remember, and I was the most horse child you have ever met. Like, I mean, I was four years old getting a bucket to stand on so that I could harness, you know, horses um, so they could take them out and jog in the morning. Um, I had an evil pony, as we all do. And then I got a great pony who was, who was fantastic. Um, 36 year old paint pony named Toby, as you all need as a child. And then, um, when I got a little older, my mother had done point to point and fox hunting and things up in Geneseo, New York. So, um, her best friend had kind of helped me get into it. And we found me a, an off the track thoroughbred and I got to show 4-H and things as a junior. And you so, got to appreciate was, the you got to appreciate the um, the nature and the brain of the thoroughbred. Moving know, from one career to the other. The right no, no. Come on, I'm trying to bleed people my here. No, no, I, I I tease because I love. Of course, I love thoroughbreds. They're wonderful, wonderful. I mean, they're they're no standard breds, mind you, but they're wonderful. No, um, <laughs> But you have no, an appreciation was, for what it means to take a horse from the track to a new career. And I think that that really gives you a different perspective on the breed. Oh, it it does. It it does. And honestly, if I had all the money in the world, if I won Megabucks tomorrow, one of the first things I would do is just really put money into the rehabilitation of like standard breads and retraining them into new careers. And of course, you know, thoroughbred, but there's a lot of, a lot of resources in place right now for thoroughbreds. And I'd really like to see that you know, go towards standard breads as well. They're just such wonderful horses. What, what, so what's your experience with standard breads? I mean, you clearly, you love them. What, how did that come to be? Oh gosh. Um, well, my parents, uh, trained and raised, uh, standard breads, race horses. Oh, not, um, not thoroughbreds. 
Oh yeah, no, no, that was uh, standard prints. Yeah. Oh, did I miss that? <laughs> no, I missed. <laughs> did you that say too. that? You know, no, I, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. I think I, I think I had said I I alluded to a track, but it, I'm in my world like standard prints are more common, so I just assumed. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Got it. Well, you know okay, what? Okay, so though? now we're all cut up. Yeah, and you know so, they are yeah. really great horses for second careers, and people underestimate the standard bred. Uh, my wife, you know, first farm she worked at uh, for a long time was standard bred breeding operation. Max Hempt, who everybody in the standard bred world knows. Oh yeah, she Absolutely. works. She yeah, worked no. for Max Hemp's farm, and uh, to give you an idea, you know, they would have two hundred babies a year. And oh you know, yeah, they're yeah, they were huge. Yep. So she worked there for a couple of years and had a very you know. She, uh, she had an appreciation for the standard bread. They really are level-headed uh, horses. They're they're good kids. Like I, some of my friends that I grew up with back home are, are still racehorse trainers. You know, I escaped to the desert, but they they suck it out. They're they're racehorse <laughs> trainers, and they'll take you know they'll take their horses who are still racing. Like these are racehorses that raced three nights ago and are going to race you know next week, and they'll take them team penning. They'll take them you know, ranch sorting, they'll take them on trail rides, they'll take them in parades, you know, and that's just not something you ever think you can do with a racehorse, but, you know, they're just, they're a whole, they're cool. I like them. Mm. Well, let's talk a little bit about your horses. Tell us about yours. <laughs> um, well, I have a 21-year-old off the track thoroughbred because, you know, they're awesome too, um, a mare named Annie. And her four-year-old daughter. So they're they're pretty they're pretty cool. I've had Annie now for nineteen years. So I guess you could say we're we're kind of in it for the long haul. I guess. Wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. What do you love best about her? Oh, she's just perfect. Um, <laughs> like me. <laughs> she's just perfect. I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, no, she's just a great story. I went away to college and. Um, I kind of alluded to this on the questionnaire, but I, I went away to college and I came home and one of the trainers at the track was borrowing my stall. They they decided they would like to try thoroughbreds and they'd gone down and they'd picked a couple up at Keeneland and he was borrowing my stall for this um, one of his horses. So I came walking in and all I see is this little gray nose sticking over a stall guard because she's so tiny. She can't get her head over. And, you know, as you do, I walked up and I poked her on the nose like, hey, poke, poke. And she backed <laughs> up and she looked and she whinnied at me. And it was like a preteen horse novel. I mean, it was like that instant kind of falling in love, gushy, gushy. Cue the violin, some enchanted evening. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's my horse. And sure enough, about an hour later, he came up and he saw me looking at her and he was like, you want her? And I said, well, I don't have any money. And he goes, that's okay. You can make payments. And uh, and then uh, he walked away with my money, and I had her papers thinking, <laughs> what did I just do? I just got home from college. I don't need a horse. But it, it, it worked out. It worked out great. Um, and then she she's so funny. Let me read what kid. you wrote, because I think it's funny. You wrote, seriously, she's great. Wonderfully balanced, rhythm like a metronome, smart as a whip, a total diva. She has opinions on everything. So many opinions, and they're all important. <laughs> Just ask her. <laughs> that is me. No, no, no. That's, that's not Annie. That, that would not be Annie, because Annie is perfect. 
<laughs> that would be her ah. child. <laughs> so that's lyric you're talking about with the opinions that's on everything. Lyric. Yeah. <laughs> that is I mean Annie has opinions, but they're very polite opinions. Um she would she would never she would never throw the diva down. No, that's that's her her child. Isn't um, it funny how, how mothers and, and daughters can be so far apart? Uh, yeah, even they, in the they are. Yeah. They are 100% opposites. I mean, Annie is like sweet and kind and loving and, you know, she would never, I've, I've ridden her almost daily for 19 years. Well, you know, for the most part, she has never once bucked with me. She has never once done a malicious thing to me. And I cannot say that about her child. <laughs> well, the child's not 20 years old either. I mean, you know, she's only four. So, no. And she is a great horse. I mean, she's very, she has a sense of humor. She's very smart. She has a sense of humor. She's all there and she amuses herself very much. So, very cool. Yeah. She's a good kid. Now, who is the throw rug? <laughs> My dog. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a I have an eleven year old corgi and her name is Whiskey. And when you picture corgi, you picture like the corgis from the Minion movie, right? And they're bouncy and they're happy yes. and they're yes. cheerful. Yes. And Whiskey is not. <laughs> Whiskey is a th- she's a fur colored beanbag. Who she's very good at her job, and her job is to cuddle and hang out and sleep like with you. Like that's her job. Don't ask her to catch a ball. Don't ask her to go for a hike. That's not her job. Her job is to cuddle. How fat and she's very good at it. Whiskey. She, okay. She's not that fat, but okay. she'd like to be fatter. But <laughs> that's I just, just pictured of this I dog thought... with you know tiny little legs and looked like a bowling ball <laughs> who didn't want to move ever. <laughs> no, no, I I have to coerce her into walking. Like she won't walk by herself. She 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 doesn't like that. So I have to steal my roommate's dogs, who of course I would like to go for a walk, and I have to walk her with other dogs to give her like, you know how how Seabiscuit was purchased to be a workout buddy for for another horse. Yeah. That would be my dog. Like she needs a workout buddy to go for a walk. She yeah, she's special. But she's I love a, her. She's, she's a, a professional kid. companion. Exactly. If you're sick, she will lay on the sofa with you and watch 20 hours of Big Bang Theory. But if you're not, I mean, if you want to go for a hike, uh -uh, you got to find another dog. Now, there's a reason, Helena, that I love Rachel. A couple reasons. Uh, One is we we both like the same TV shows. Um, And two is we kind of have the same eclectic uh, music tastes. So, and yeah. then the third thing, actually, there's a, there's multiple things. The third thing is she is a performer at heart and an actor at heart. Tell us what your real job is. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a performer. I I'm know, a, I'm a but you grew up in theater and stuff. So I know you have your, I said at heart, I said at heart. Oh, that there, that's true. No, I'm a, I'm a lighting technician for Cirque du Soleil. So I'm, I work at one of the shows here on the strip. Now that means, wow. Helena, let me translate for you. She works backstage <laughs> with some of the hottest guys you've ever seen that have muscles hottest. coming out their ears. So Horse how exactly do. then do I get the answer uh, to the questionnaire? It said, are you married? And you put, please, I cannot even decide which pair of socks to wear in the morning. <laughs> so now you're working around all these hot guys who have muscles coming out their ears and you can't decide which one to take home 
well, they they tend to like girls who have muscles coming out of their ears. Not you know, so I, I don't really fall under that category. <laughs> they don't like horse girls. Uh, <laughs> I would I would guess that that most of them would probably yeah no. I mean they're they're good guys, but yeah, I don't know that I'm I'm quite their type. And the other half are gay, they're good, they're so good she guys. has that problem too. I think. I, I can neither confirm nor deny this, uh, this statement. But, um... I bet I worked with actors for a long time. I know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it a cool job? You know, what is it like being a stagehand oh, yeah. at a big, major perform? That's a production every night, sometimes twice a night. What's that mm-hmm. like? Well, we have we have two shows a night, and the job is wonderful. I, I mean, I've been there. I think I'm either at six or 17 years so i mean it's at this point it is it is a bit of a job because you do the same things but at the same time you never really lose that this is really cool i mean it's just you you know you go in you do you you do maintenance if you need to and then you you do you you do first show and then you run to first show and then you'll we have some downtime between shows where we'll do more maintenance or we'll make sure everything's running you know well and then we'll do second show but it just, I'm, I just, I'm so lucky because when I was a kid, I saw theater as like this way to change the world. Like you can go in music. I feel the same way about music or art or anything like that. And you can see something or witness something or experience something. And it just changes you somewhere inside. And the fact that I get to work someplace where we get to do that, like someone could walk into our show and just be having this horrible day or this horrible thing and they see it. And because they see something beautiful, it changes them. And, and that's, that's the awesome thing about it. That's, that's why I love it. Even, even when it, you know, it can be a day-to-day schedule or whatnot, but deep down, that's what it's kind of all about. That's that's very cool, by the way. And that's partly the reason that Helene and I do what we do here at the show. Um, Matter of fact, it's most of the reason because we don't make much money. So it's most of the reason. (laughs) Oh, you're not rich yet? Man. Yeah. So now what time of day do you start and when do you end? Oh, um, our, it depends on the day. It depends on if we have rehearsals, because sometimes we'll have rehearsals before and then we'll have to go in a little earlier. But the normal day is about 3.30 to 11.30. And then we have shows at 7 and 9. Wow. So, and then you get up early and yeah. you clean stalls and you do all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> you, are, you are, no wonder there's no husband. You don't have time for one. That should have been your answer. <laughs> I don't have time for that crap. You know, my, my roommate keeps pointing that out. I think uh, about six months ago, I was, I was sitting there and I, and I, I made the observation that, you know, unless a guy just sort of wanders through the living room on the 30 minutes a day, I'm there. I'm probably, you know, this is my problem. Like, unless he just poof appears in front of me, that there's not really any time to. Well, but, it is Vegas. You know, you never there's know. lots of Someday. guys coming through Vegas every day. So you never know. You, you never know. You never, I mean, you, you never know. Um, I, I was standing in line uh, probably right after I moved here, I was standing in line at the grocery store and there was this person in front of me and people kept asking for their autograph and I couldn't figure out what was going on until after they left and the checker went, that's Andre Agassi. And oh. that's when I went, oh, so you never know. Like I could be standing in line who's at the, Walmart. Who's the most famous person you've met? And then we'll get into the rapid fire questions. The most famous person you've met at work or other, or anywhere in Vegas. Oh, um, this is kind of a funny story. Um, Right, right after, 
Okay, so one night we're in there and we get this, there's this electricity going through the crew because Kevin Costner's going to see the show and he's going to come backstage and do a meet and greet, which everyone's very excited about because Kevin Costner's cool. So we're sitting there and we're waiting to do first show and stage management comes on and they say, hey, we've got to hold for a few minutes. You know, they need to do a security sweep. And we're thinking for Kevin Costner. So as a joke, at the, my boss at the time goes, I bet it's Bill Clinton that Bill Clinton's coming to see our show. He's not pretty because this is right after he'd gotten out of office. And we laughed and we laughed and we thought that was funny. And then Bill Clinton walked in. <laughs> <laughs> And he had Chelsea and he had Hillary and they asked him because they didn't think he'd say yes, but they said, no, would you like to come back in between shows and meet the cast? And he went, of course. So we're all standing back there with Bill Clinton and Kevin Costner, who is just as starstruck as we were. Like it was, it was the most surreal moment ever. And yeah. And they stayed and talked for so long that finally company management had to be like, Hey, Bill, we have a second show. You need to, <laughs> we gotta get going. Excuse me, Mr. Please President. leave. <laughs> yeah, you need to go. Get the hell out. <laughs> that was that was probably so. The Kevin Costner was upstaged by Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and he was just so nice about it. Like, I mean, well, he was nice. Period, because he had his kids there and, and stuff. And then you know, like, and even he was like, "Oh my gosh, hi, hi, Mr. Clinton." You know, it was it was cool. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. That's a good story. Well, it's time to get to the rapid fire questions and Helena, take it away. Take it away. I will. <laughs> Let's start out with my favorite topic, food. What's your favorite food? Okay. Starbucks chai tea lattes with oh God. whole milk, three pumps, no water, no foam. Please. <laughs> Please. I can live on those. Please. What size? Apparently she does. <laughs> oh, grande. Grande. <laughs> grande. Grande is regular. Grande is small, right? Uh, tall is small and grande is regular. Yeah. Okay. Tall is small. Sorry. (laughs) So on the flip side of that, then what would you absolutely not eat if it was put in front of you? I hate fish that tastes like fish, like salmon, but just the smell of salmon just makes me start horking. I can't even smell it. That's just bad fish. Oh, I hate, I mean, if the fish tastes like chicken, I can (laughs) get it down but i, I hate fish jennifer's the same way like... i don't eat fish at all but jennifer we eat fish sticks if they taste like if they Ugh. taste like a box that they came in then oh she'll eat, like mrs like I paul's did. i just shuddered eat, but uh that i gotta ask a bonus question here what if if we're if we're all if helene and i are ending up in vegas someday and we have to eat at one uh-huh. place we can only eat one place where do we go oh the pepper mill the pepper oh my gosh mill, right it's the pepper mill. The food is amazing, and it's total like Vegas kitsch. So you go in, and they've got the fancy like gowns that they seat you, and they have these silk cherry trees throughout the whole place, and they have colored sugar. Like instead of just having regular sugar for your coffee, it's like colored rock candy crystals. Oh my god! I need to move in. <laughs> we have to go there, to Helena. There. We have to remember. Just, All right, when Helena and I come out to visit you, you take us like... there, okay, Rachel? That's where you have to take us. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bar. Oh, and it's been there since like mob days, and they have this fire pit in the bar. I mean, it is the cool. I love it. It's it's hands down my favorite restaurant here, and the food is fantastic, and it's huge. Like you get a chicken salad, and it comes with a fruit basket on top. Like. It's, <laughs> 
All right, we're good. All right, sorry, I interrupted there, Helena. Oh, okay, because that was worthwhile. (laughs) That was a worthy interruption. (laughs) So back to the questions then. Now we have to get a little bit serious. And although I'm kind of still thinking about colored sugar. Um, What's your biggest equestrian pet peeve? And I know you have one. I hate bragging. I hate just this. Well, I've done this and I'm, I'm the best because of this. And I, I just, I don't, I don't like that. I think that you know, especially in the horse world, it's a place where like actions speak a little louder than, than words. And the people who really walk the walk don't feel the need to super broadcast that. Mm -hmm. So, and also it's about the horse. Like, so the, that, that is my number, my number one kind of, kind of pet peeve. Okay. I like it. Braggards. That's what they're called. Isn't it Glenn? Braggards. I don't know anything about braggards. Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> no, you don't. You're actually pretty humble. Um, do you have a favorite professional or celebrity equestrian? I totally do. This, this, is, a, this is a little bit of a story. So when I was a little, when I was a little girl growing up in middle of nowhere, Western Pennsylvania, it was about the time Stefan Peters was starting to, you know, make his name out here. And they were writing a lot of stories about him in the Chronicle and in Practical Horsemen and and I just thought he sounded like the coolest thing because Southern California to me sounded like another planet. Like that just sounded like this crazy exotic paradise. And then you throw in Germany and then you throw in that story about his horse and how everyone had told him he wasn't fancy enough to make it to the Olympics. I mean, you know, the whole thing just sounded like this fairy tale. So in 10th grade, I wrote an essay on if you could meet one person in the world, who would it be? And I picked Stefan Peters. So years later, I'm out here in Vegas and my neighbor, who's a dressage rider, happens to mention that she's clinicking, taking some lessons with Stefan Peters across the, around the corner at her friend's house. They brought him up for a weekend clinic. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to meet him. And she's like, well, come on, come meet him. He's a really nice guy. I'm like, oh, I couldn't do that. She's like, no, 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 no. Come on over. It'll be great. I go over and they're starting and I'm so nervous because I'm just, I'm nobody, you know, I'm just sitting there and I haven't paid to be in the clinic and I'm no one fancy. And I watched the first horse go and I'm like, wow, that's a really cool horse. And he's just so kind. And he's very, he's a great clinician. And in between horses, they're having, they have to adjust some tack on the second horse. And I've seen him looking over at me and I'm like, oh gosh. So he makes a beeline over and I'm thinking, oh, what if there was an auditor fee? Like, what if I'm not supposed to be here? You know, and I'm just <laughs> panicking. And I realized he stopped in front of me and he sticks out his hand and he has this humongous grin on his face. And he just goes, hi, I'm Stefan. <laughs> and I'll go, uh, hi, I'm Rachel. And he's like, oh, isn't it a beautiful day today? Isn't this great weather? Isn't this fun? And I'm like, this is awesome. He goes, I know. He goes, are you auditing? And I go, yeah, I'm, I'm here to watch. He goes, well, I hope you have a great time. Are you coming back tomorrow for the second day? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, that's, that's wonderful. I'll see you then. Have, have fun. And he like pats me on the shoulder and goes back and does his, his clinic thing. And I went, oh, he's really nice too. So <laughs> that was my dreamy yeah. <laughs> and you know that's awesome. a little, as famous as he's 12 year old me as was famous, just like i can't believe that happened you know as famous as he's gotten he's still the same way he still does that 
he he, he will introduce. <laughs> he is one of the neatest guys ever. He really is. Oh, that's awesome. It was. I was just so surprised, and then the whole "Hi, I'm Stefan," and all I could think was, "Really? Like I didn't <laughs> know that?" But you know, underneath the "Oh my gosh, he's he's shaking my hand" part. Well, it, so then if if you if you had a choice to change careers, um, and do something that doesn't involve horses, what profession do you think you would like to attempt? Oh, I'd be a rock star. Come on. Total, do you play an instrument? Rock star. <laughs> Many, but not well. Um, okay. No, what I, I would, I would love to be a professional musician that actually could make some money and support oneself doing it, which, you know, I'm, I'm far from that. So, but it would, it would, it would be the dream, you know? Not necessarily a rock star, but just someone who could make money or who could make music and, you know, make a career out of it. But, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, so speaking of, all right, being a rock star, what word, what, what, fav- what celebratory word or phrase would you use to close your show? <laughs> <laughs> to close the show uh, I, I, I don't i don't i would i i use the word dude as every i use it as a happy word as mad word as a what the heck word like yeah yeah dude it is kind of universal dude. i'm a dude person too I, okay oh dude it's totally yeah no just and dude i, I love my favorite is when when you it, it, there's the eye roll dude right there is the <laughs> eye roll dude you don't even need to shift your eyes you just look at somebody and you go Dude, <laughs> and, and Ashley I, Helena does that all the time. She really does. You have that in common. You use that I, word all the time. I picked it up at UMass. Oh I know it's crazy. <laughs> all right. I went. I, I I go back east to visit friends and family, and they like. I don't know. I use it all the time. And finally, one of them said, "You realize you're like a Southern California stereotype right now." I'm like, sweet. Oh crap. I yeah. I'm just not gonna talk. Uh, just as long it's as you like, don't use totes, like that's I cannot, I cannot oh, I don't stomach use totes. totes. I can't. It's just that's worse than gag me with a spoon. For those of you who are old enough to remember that, <laughs> I not can't, me. I, I don't can't, remember I that at all. Do <laughs> you don't? Glenn? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, whoa. Right. Then you're then right, you're too old for it. We have we have to continue on. It's supposed to be rapid fire. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, rapid sorry. fire. Yeah, I, there's nothing rapid about me today. Okay, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you have? Well, I mean, I would like to talk to animals, but maybe not. So I think I would pick the ability to go anywhere at any time, like in the blink of an eye. Just think, oh, hey, so like, I'm going to go watch Rolex trans- now. Beat me up, Scotty. I like exactly. you. I like you, like you. Exactly. All right, cool. And since this is rapid fire, if you <laughs> could ask your horse one question and she could respond, what question would you ask her? Well, it depends on the horse, because if it were Annie, I would ask her what her favorite memory was, because I actually, you know, she's she's awesome. If it were Lyric, I would ask her why blue garbage cans are scary, but not brown. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Those are great answers. And, and, unless it sounds, and, and, and in case it sounds like I don't love the baby, I, she's wonderful, and I adore her, and she's just a hoot, and she makes me laugh, but, you know, she's just 
completely different oh, personality. I know. From I have a mother. certain pony I feel the same way about. So I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with yeah. You. She's great, but well, Rachel, yeah, why blue? Thank, why are the blue ones scary? Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And you know, we should have never called it the rapid fire round because none of them, we've never <laughs> accomplished rapid fire. That's for sure. We like to talk too much. But Rachel, thank you for joining us. You're also an auditor. So tell everybody why you like being an auditor. Well, I think it's a great, I mean, this these shows just, they just really make my day better. Like they just, I look forward to hearing them. I learn a lot of things. They're fun. They're awesome. And I want to support stuff like that because it was a crazy idea. I mean, you had this idea to say, Hey, I'm going to do a podcast on this one thing and you made it happen. And I want to support stuff like that. So, you know, people having ideas and dreams and going for them. Well, thank you very much for supporting us. We appreciate it from all the hosts. We thank you very much for that. Uh, give the name of your show. And there was quick. a coffee mug. Uh, that's right. And oh. there's a coffee mug. Give the name of your show quick. Which show is it? There's like eighteen thousand oh, Cirque du Soleil's in Las Vegas now. Are you the nude one? Do you do the nude one? Oh God, no, that's humanity. Oh. No, I'm uh, I'm at the family friendly one. I'm at Mister. So okay. we. Uh, I believe this past week, I think I heard stage management mention that we're on something like show number 10,770. So we've been here a, wow. a while. Well, thank you wow. so much, Rachel. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Rachel. Oh, it was thank fun. Thank you. That was, that was fun. I hope it wasn't too boring. So that was No, fun. it was perfect. Well, Helena, next week we are leaving for Rolex. Uh, we're heading up there. I got to tell you, Jennifer is so excited. Because, really? Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. She why? sold her horse, and she bought a new horse. Well, she oh, yeah. still has cash for the money she sold her horse for. All of it in cash and ready to go shopping at Rolex. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, Jennifer's been to Rolex quite a few times. I mean, the excitement might be waning just a little bit, but uh, now no, I get it. It's all about oh, that's the shopping. Awesome. Because Rolex is the ultimate in shopping. And she has cash in her pocket and needs a whole bunch of stuff for a new horse. Because he's a completely different size. Everything, of course. You, when you buy horses, it never seems that when you go from one to another, they're the same size, anything. No, Blanket, never. halter, bridle, nothing. You know, so thankfully for her Wintech saddle, like your bait saddle, thankfully yep. for her Wintech saddle, she can change the gullet out. And she has twice since she got this horse. Um. She's had to change a gullet trying to fit him, you know, trying to get him fit right for the saddle. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, thank God for, for the saddles like that, because otherwise, I don't know, she'd be buying three saddles. And as a horse husband, I don't approve. So no. uh, <laughs> so it's much cheaper this way. Uh, and, you know, thanks to Bait Saddles for, our, uh, our, for supporting our coverage of Rolex. They're our title sponsor going into Rolex next week. We appreciate them and their support. And, of course, you own one. You like your Bait Saddle. Love it. And, and we are also doing a meetup, and we want everybody to stop by the Beats or the Bates Listener Meetup. And that's going to be a half an hour before jump number one on Cross Country Day Saturday. Uh, we'll have a whole group of us there. We'll visit for a little while with each other. And then we kind of walk uh, several of the jumps together and watch some riders go by. And then we all kind of split up do our own thing, and then we're meeting back up at 2 o'clock at the Eventing Nation tailgate party. One is they have free booze. Two is they usually have free food if they haven't run out by then. And three is Jamie and I are hosting the trivia contest they have every year. 
So that's at oh. 2, 2 o'clock, and they're giving away a ton of prizes. And we'll be hosting it. It's a lot of fun. Last time we did this two years ago, there were like 200 people there. So it's the biggest tailgate in the place by far. And we want you to stop by, all our listeners to stop by, play some trivia with us. We can watch the riders go by, and you can win prizes. So that's all happening Saturday of Rolex. Well, coming up next is our Tack and Habit segment. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by the new love of my life, That Newport Show. Go to thatnewportshow.com. It's a new podcast about Newport, Rhode Island. So to my horsey friends and fans, if you're thinking about getting away for a weekend or a week, log on to thatnewportshow.com. Get the scoop on one of the most amazing, adorable, historic, charming seaside cities, Newport, Rhode Island. Well, our, we're going to do something a little different for our Tack and Habit product this week. We, I, Auditor uh, Rosie Marillo, who was on the show episode 389, she was our listener of the week on episode 389, and she just stopped down here to visit us on her trip to Florida. It was so much fun. She got to ride Beaker, and uh, I got to take her son out for a ride in the carriage. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so, uh, she, She's a trip. Well, she decided to do a product review and post it on her auditor page. And she did a video, but I've taken the audio off of that because it's really good. It sounds like she's been reviewing products forever. And what you don't see in there is her mini, her white as a ghost mini that she is doing <laughs> the product review with, as cute as a Dickens. So here is Auditor Rosie reviewing the Georgia Horseback Hands-On Glove. Hi, HR and auditors. This is Rosie Morello, and today I'm going to review for you the hands-on Georgia Horseback de-shedding gloves. Now, these gloves retail about $25. Um, with shipping, it's about $30. I got it in about four days, so it's pretty good. Uh, it's, again, georgiahorseback.com. They are pretty much come only in two sizes so you have a large or you have a medium size I have smaller hands so for me the medium size works great and they have a nice little velcro clasp here so they fit nice and snug around your wrist so that the hair doesn't get um, caught in there so we're gonna try it today on my little assistant here Priscilla my little mini mare who shares sheds like a crazy person almost as much as a full-grown horse does so also I wanted to let you know that this is 100% nylon and the palm pattern is, which is your, the shedding tool, is made of 100% PVC. So <clears throat> the reason why I decided to purchase these particular gloves was because I kind of wanted something that I can get through all the non-large uh, mass area body parts of my horse. So I'm talking about the legs, under the chin, on the face, that kind of thing. Uh, because as you well know all the other shedding tools are either straight so it's really hard to get into those sensitive spots and really do a good job of the shedding especially for this little one here so they fit very very well um, I have no problem putting them on I have no problem moving my fingers um, so pretty much it's just like a, a, a petting motion I do a little petting motion for her you know I get, I usually start on the belly, I get on her bum, 
I can do all the way down her legs. And this is as much hair as I get off of her after a vigorous rub. So the cool thing about these particular gloves is that when you want to clean them, you just flick your hand and the hair comes right off. Um, same thing on the other side, you just flick your hand and the hair comes right off. So I can get a large amount of hair, especially in these areas for her, because she's, you know, a bigger shedding blade, I wouldn't be able to use it. Um, but I really like, especially on the face, which I'll show you if you come here. Come here, Priscilla. Be good. Priscilla, hi. So on the face, I can just very gently with four fingers do a circular motion. I don't put a lot of pressure, you know. I very rarely get to do um, a horse's face uh, because again, all the shedding tools are very big and they're not very well suited for small sensitive areas like the face. She likes a little rub. And then I got some hair off her and I just flick it off and my gloves all nice and clean again. So it doesn't do as much the shedding as the bigger blades does because it's more for those small areas but I think it does a really good job and I actually really like these gloves so um, if you want to play with them and you want to buy your own again I got them from GeorgiaHorseback.com um, I paid again about $30 that included shipping and I got it in about four days so it wasn't too bad so again, just flick them off and my hands are clean. Thanks, guys. Another great show. And if you want details about 400 episodes, 400 episodes. I'm still a little shell shocked over that number. 400. It's not 500, but it's a big number. It's, it's a got big two number. O's 500. We're getting together. and We're having a party. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's got two O's. We'll meet in Italy. Um, oh, for 500 okay. and have a party. With Dude. With Martina. Clearly. Martina can host. She can tell us the good places to go. Or Martina we can meet can in host. Vegas and go to the Pepper Mill. Uh, <gasps> oh, now that's a choice. <laughs> I can't make a choice like that. Oh, my gosh. Rachel promised. Maybe. And we could see a Cirque du Soleil show. We could probably get in free. We know somebody. I'm thinking food. Yeah. I'm, but, the, you know, there's food in Italy, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And there's <laughs> probably shows just, you there, know too. <laughs> Let's talk about it when we get to episode 499. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, for details about today's show, episode 400, go to stablescoop.com. And did you know that you can get the HRN app on your iOS or your Android phone? Just search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's totally free and super easy to use, I promise. And to be sure to log in next week for another great episode of Stable Scoop. We will have one for you, even though that uh, we're, Jennifer and I are going to be traveling. And many thanks to this week's sponsors. And, of course, horselovers.com. We had Uncle Jimmy's. We spoke to Uncle Jimmy this week, and uh, he is doing so well with Uncle Jimmy's treats that they are doubling the warehouse size. And wow. also increasing production because they can't keep up with orders. So Uncle Jimmy's balls are doing well. And apparently <laughs> so I hear <laughs> gets me every time. It really does. <laughs> every damn time. <laughs> That's it for this week, Helena. We're done. Oh my God, that is plenty. And yes, we are done. There will be more next week, as Glenn said. Until then, happy scooping. Happy 400, everybody.